0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Rachel Freeman Sowers live show, the go-to place for female professionals and entrepreneurs who want to become more bold in the expression of themselves, their mission, and their truth in business and in life, in the online world and with video. I am so happy that all of you have decided to join us. Please make sure to say hello in the comments because we want to say hello to you. So I was telling you in every single post that June was the month that was stacked for the Rachel Freeman Sowers Live Show. And that is no understatement. So we talked about self-healing. We talked about how to be more of yourself. Last week, we discussed sex. And now this week, we are bringing it home with the money conversation. And I'm so excited tonight because I do have a very special guest. And during our work together, I learned more about her and her passion for helping women create financial freedom, create and claim their during times of transition. So just think of this, ladies, there's many times when we go through transitions and transitions can be change of a job, losing a job, being let go. It can be a divorce. It can be a selling of a home or buying a home. It can be going into retirement and sometimes it can even mean the death of a spouse or partner. And in these times of transition, we can really feel like things are really going to, that's S-H-I-T, because it feels overwhelming. And I can tell you through the transitions that I have had, I would have greatly benefited from a guide that could help me learn and know how to reinvest my money, how to make the most of my money for retirement, because I have a little while left to go till I retire. And then after I retire, I want to make sure that I have enough. I'm going to read the bio of our guests, and I really hope that you'll help me in welcoming her with those thumbs up and hearts. So here's the bio. Linda was born and raised in South Dakota and obtained her BA from Augusta Augustana University. She moved to California where she continued her career as a CPA for 30 plus years and obtained her MBA in finance. She currently has her own business as a fi- financial coach and a CPA, retired. Prior to starting her financial coaching business, Linda was a financial advisor for 10 years. She also served as a corporate controller for a Fortune 500 company and a CPA with Ernst & Young CPAs. As an involved community leader, Linda has served as a treasurer of the Women's Fund, Assertive Women Entrepreneurs, and Women of Vision. She's been active in Soroptimus International and the National Cinderella to CEO Awards program. She also supports women-owned businesses as an activator with CEO. Hopefully I said that. Linda recently relocated to Oregon to live closer to her family. She has two children and three grandchildren. She enjoys traveling, reading, gardening, and everything about wine. If you look at her Facebook posts or IG, you'll find out all about her travels and the trips to the winery. It's beautiful to see. Linda's mission is to empower women with smart strategies for a successful, stress-free approach to money. Through inspiration and education, Linda guides women into clarity and confidence in their finances so they can live the life they desire. Please help me welcome Linda to the show. Hello. Hi, everybody.
1: Hi, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited. I have to tell you something that I think I've only told my wife before. So, are you guys ready? When I was going to Chico State, thank goodness it was so long ago. My partner at the time was doing engineering and finance kind of stuff, and I was doing HR. And so she helped pretty much do my homework for my accounting little class thing you have to take. And I did her English homework and writing her papers. So... (laughs) I have struggled with money pretty much my whole life and raised in poverty. And, you know, when we started working together, I was just like, I'm so glad that you were doing this. And in the bio, we learned a lot about what you do and who you serve. And what I really want to know is where did this passion come from?
1: Well, lots of years, number one. Number
0: two, I am a compassionate and
1: empathetic person. So I think that's just part of my personality. Mm-hmm. But I have to share my story. And I know we don't have very much time tonight. And I have so much I want to share with you people. But my story is when I was 49, I, I, had, I had my career and I was meeting with my financial advisor. Mm-hmm. and so i had my statements i had a question i'm in his office it's a very traditional male office dark furniture he's sitting across the desk from me you know big high back chair very power uh and dominant anyway and he couldn't answer my question so i thought okay i didn't ask it right you know it's my fault and so i asked the question again in a different way and he still mm-hmm. couldn't answer it. i asked it a third time and he finally leans over puts his hand on mine and he goes Honey, as long as you do what I tell you to do, you're gonna be just fine. Oh what? I mean the hair on my on my arm still stands up when I tell this and it's this is true, mm-hmm. this is what happened. And so, you know, I can't tell you what I was thinking, because it wouldn't be appropriate. But anyway, so I got all my papers together and put them back in my satchel, which I had brought with. And I, I got up and I shook his hand. I said, thank you. And I walked out and I thought you were never going to see the shadow in your mm. office again. Mm. I thought, I don't want another woman to have to feel stupid, you know, to feel that they didn't know their information, they couldn't ask the right questions. And get this, I'm a CPA and I have an MBA in finance, so I'm no dummy when it comes to this stuff. And I thought, if he can't explain it to me, He's having issues and he's not the only one. I mean, 90% of financial advisors are men. So good luck finding a woman financial advisor, number one. Number two, I was driving home and I thought, you know what? I can do this job better than he can. I went home, I Googled, Great, what does it take to be a financial advisor? Yes. I
0: love and it. I
1: thought, oh, an exam. I passed the CPA exam, all four parts the first time. I sure as hell can pass a financial advisor. You know, I know I can learn more about stocks, bonds, and future one's life insurance than anybody else so I did and I passed it the first time and so I went to work as a financial advisor because my goal was to be able to educate women to be able to speak their language mm-hmm. their lingo so that's really what gives me the passion it's just I don't want other women to feel like they can't ask questions because mm-hmm. women are trained as you will know mm-hmm. to sit there to we're supposed to be good girls Mm-hmm. And so we're supposed to, you know, yes, mm-hmm, shake our head anyway, you know, as if we understand when we don't, you know, you walk out the door and you don't understand a word they said, but you thought, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to ask a question because I might, you know, come across as stupid. So who wants to be, you know, that? And so I loved being a financial advisor and I took the time, my clients loved me they were really sad when I left. But the reason I left and became a financial coach, so long answer to your short question was financial advisors do not get paid to educate on investments and money management, they get paid to Invest money, and I wanted to educate women. I really wanted to guide, inspire, help women into clarity around their money because, believe it or not, I mean, that's our power. Well, that and a few other things, which yeah. I wanted to mention. I think you are a brave woman and cutting age, and you know, just a badass all around for having sex on your last show and money on this. Right. The two subjects nobody will talk about, and I'm just like, holy shit. So, anyway, here We're we breaking
0: are. We're boundaries over here on the RFS. Yeah. We're, I, I was a joke and it's stacked. And many of you can see now why I have loved, and I love every minute of working with every single one of my clients, but this is really evidence to show your passion and really education, not just telling women what to do, helping them understand, which then creates claiming that power, right? That's what you, what's on your website, you know, claim this power and the knowledge that you have, and you don't have to walk around shrinking. This is why I love working with women who really want to educate. Oh, thank you so much for letting me know that you can hear. And what made you decide? Well, it's obvious what made you decide to start using video because you are so passionate about (laughs) this topic. And if you could have used someone like Linda in your life all those years ago, or even now, I want you to put yes in the comments because we are not alone you know, we're not alone. My mom was the main breadwinner of our family for a really long time. And she worked her ass off. And she taught me how to do that. And she taught me how to be an entrepreneur. Women like you are so needed in this world. So what made you decide to start using video?
1: Well, actually, a couple of friends had suggested, they said, Linda, when you start talking, you just light up. And she goes, people, you know, you write well, and you have a wonderful website, but people need to see you. They need to understand your your passion. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, I've been thinking about it. And then the universe is away. way I started watching your videos, and I knew you from other acquaintances in Reading. And it was like, yeah, I do need to do this. So I signed up for your course, your coaching, mm-hmm. and it's been awesome. It's helped me to be more focused. So mm-hmm. when I'm talking to my clients, I'm thinking about who it is I'm talking to, and I'm trying to be more organized and focused on my message and making it clearer and more succinct. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me in my writing, too. I enjoy it, and I think it's people can connect with me more. Yes. I will tell you, it's yes. challenged me. Yes. In that, I don't know if you wanted to go here yet or not, but here we go.
0: Go, go girl.
1: Okay. So maybe I'm not supposed to go there. I don't know. It was challenging to put myself out on the line. I guess that's what it was. And to share my stories, my client stories. But I think it's been really critical because people now see me as a person. I've experienced a lot of life transitions, but I will have to tell you, I mean, one person who I've known for years, she's like, I didn't know you were doing this financial coaching. I'm like, oh my God. And that's, she watched one of the videos, you know, and I've had great comments about the videos, you know, great content. I mean, I know my stuff. It's just getting it out there so people can see it. I think that's, video gives me another way to do that. It's another way to use my blog material, but in shorter bite-sized pieces. So,
0: Oh. Yes. I mean, at one point, and I'm still sure that Linda and I will talk about it in the future. Linda has so much material. And I'm wondering if you all out there have so much material. And it's just how do you formulate it? How do you become your truest self on video? Because it is a different way of being. And really the expression and the actual expression of your truth in your words create your reality. Like it is a definite part that's needed when we begin to step into a different level of ourselves. When you were, you know, you kind of talked about video and some of the shifts you had, what were some of the major shifts you had when using the video and attracting your clients in a different way? Well, I think it was the relatability Mm -hmm. and
1: the stories, Mm -hmm. because then I would have people DM me and say, Oh my gosh, you know, I experienced something like that, or I'm going through that. I really need help. I mean, I just recently got a client because I had done uh, something on divorce and she's like, I'm going through a divorce. I need help. I don't know where my money is, I I need you know. And so I'm able to help. I've gone through divorce. I totally understand the situation. So I think it's just knowing that I've been there and that Mm -hmm. I've navigated it. Mm -hmm. I figured it out and I'm much better for it on the other side. So
0: let's just pick one or two super memorable stories about the shifts that your clients have had.
1: I would say the two most well, I would say the two struggles maybe that, mm-hmm. that they have had are, and they're very similar and yet they're different. And one is divorce. So like mm-hmm. I said, you know, recently, uh, and I've had many divorce clients and then widows. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, their struggles in some ways are similar in that they have lost someone mm-hmm. important or who was important in their life. And for women, again, so many statistics, but women weren't earn 80 cents on the dollar compared to men. So we have less in our 401k. Mm-hmm. We probably have taken time off kids or parents. So mm-hmm. we have a break in our service. When a life transition or life event happens, such as divorce or becoming a widow, all of a sudden we have probably less saved for retirement. We probably have less in income and yet we have all the same expenses. So it's overwhelming to know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to handle this? And so walking through that, and I never push. It's I walk beside him. And I think that's really important.
0: Absolutely. I think one of the things that you've said to me through our work together is, Rachel, I just really am thankful you're meeting me where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is exactly what you do with your clients that there's no shame, there's no judgment, there's no, why don't you know? I mean, as you well know from our work together and just in your life in general, we are shamed in our culture already too much. And we are taught to judge ourselves and to judge each other. And on some levels, that is a primal response, but on so many levels, it is not a primal response. And that shame keeps women small and it really keeps them from claiming this power. I think on one time we were talking and I wonder if you remember, I'm kind of putting her on the spot, everybody. um, Some of the statistics about how women are still behind in this kind of investment piece, in this kind of philanthropist piece. I mean, you know, my dream, my dream is to become a million dollar philanthropist and we'll see when that happens. But it's going to happen and serving one woman at a time mm-hmm. and helping them then pass that on because what you're doing is building a legacy. Do you remember any of those statistics at all? <laughs> I feel feel like it was. I don't know. I'll have to put them in the comments, or we'll have to. uh, I'm sorry, because I have from working with you, I have learned so many different things that I never knew. And I worked for Franklin Templeton for quite some time, actually. Um, And no one would ever think that, but that's where where I worked my first job. So you've been through these kind of transitions. You've helped women through these transitions. Now that you've experienced reaching them in a different way and their response has been hugely positive Mm -hmm. and people are discovering you, how do you feel about video now and how will you be using it in the future?
1: Well, first of all, I wish I'd started using it years ago, but I'm here and I, and thank you for getting me on the right path. And yeah, I'll definitely continue it because I just think it's a great way to get the message out. And I think younger people, they go to YouTube a lot. I mean, I didn't realize how much. And so, which is good because one of my other missions in life really is to, you know, I don't want young women to have to start where I did and push up against the glass ceiling. I really want them to stand on my shoulders and continue Mm. moving forward. I'm all about lifting women up so that they Mm. can start at a much higher place than I ever did. And I think being on YouTube really helps that so that, Mm. you know, if it's just a four minute little video and they get something from it, that's great. It's my way to give back. Mm -hmm. I just feel like putting the information out there in bite-sized pieces. You know, my blog usually has more detail. They can always go to lindalingo.com to read more about it. But I think it's really important that they can have it on and maybe they're fixing dinner or something and they can listen to four minutes. It's not a terribly long thing. And get some useful information out of it too. So I'm I'm very thankful. And same thing, just putting it out, out there so that got it on Instagram and on Facebook mm-hmm. so they can click on it and make it mm-hmm. easy. So yeah, I love it. I'll keep doing it. Wish I would have done it sooner.
0: Yeah. So what is first tell us what the name of your YouTube channel is. Linda Lingo. Don't okay. So, so you can find. Linda on YouTube at Linda Lingo. And I want to tell you, I would really encourage you to go and watch some of those videos. You know, there were so many times Linda has such this breadth of information and she would send me the blog and I would literally, we would make like 10, 15 snippets out of that whole entire blog that were digestible. And the way that she presents the information is simple and understandable. That's again, such something that's so needed. And I too just want want to honor you, Linda, for the way that you treat women, because I think the financial world is still very, very masculine. And even some of the women, unfortunately, in that world have trained, been trained to be more masculine, then come in with a more feminine approach and really listening to their client and meeting them where they're at. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's very true. Very true. Yeah. So I'm wondering if any of you in the comments, will see what's going to happen here. If you have any questions for Linda, I've never done this before, but we're doing it right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm we're, we're again, busting through all of these boundaries. And while people may be submitting a question, can you tell us where we can actually find you? Absolutely. So, my website is Linda
1: Lindalingo, L I N D A L I N G O.com. And I am on Facebook, Lindalingo Financial Coach. And I am on Instagram as uh, Money Mama Mentor and LinkedIn, Lindalingo. So, all of those on YouTube as Lindalingo.
0: So, I feel like I am out
1: there in social media. Oh my gosh, more than I ever.
0: <laughs> out and loud and proud, Financial Coach and Money Mama Mentor. I love that. Absolutely. That is beautiful. All right. So, so go ahead. Uh-huh. I was just
1: going to say, I wanted to share, if there's no questions yet, three of the most common questions I get Fantastic. From, from my clients. So here we go. This is the number one. I got it again today. How much do I need to retire? Mm. Well, I always say, you know, if I had a crystal ball, I would be a millionaire, a billionaire, because I could answer that for everybody. However, I do work with uh, women and couples in figuring that out because you can figure it out Mm -hmm. and you should be working on that. But that's the number one question I get. The number two is I can't live on a budget. And that really goes to your money story and how you were brought up and that is actually one of the pillars. I have four pillars that I work on in my coaching. And so understanding your money story is really important. And so and that will help you figure out why you can't live on a budget, but how you can live on an intentional money spending plan. And then the third know. one I get is how do I invest my money? I don't understand investments. Very common, uh, very typical. And I have to have a blog on investing 101, go take a look at it. But I walk my clients through. And so when I'm coaching, we literally look at your statements and I go through them line by line. So you understand what you own. If you're diversified, if you know, risk versus return, all those technical terms that people gloss over. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. We dive into it and we make it really easy and simple. So those are the three questions I get over and over again.
0: You did do a video too. And I remember you saying that there are socially responsible funds that have been started by women that you have mentioned. So do you remember what video that's in? And can you tell us so that people can go check that out if they want to?
1: Yeah, I think it is socially investing, making your money. Oh gosh, it's on socially investing. It's one of the last ones I did, but it really is a passion of mine right now mm-hmm. because I think, well, not I think, I know women own 80% of the consumer dollar. We are in control of 80% of the consumer dollars. So for every dollar, 80 80 cents, we decide where it gets spent. We Mm -hmm. decide what kind of toilet tissue. We decide what kind of toothpaste. We decide where we're going to fill up the car with gas or whatever. Usually where we're going to take vacations, where we're going to stay. You know, I mean, the list Mm -hmm. goes on. So being in control, it also means we have power with our money, whether it's where we spend it or where we invest it. Mm -hmm. And both of those are critical. I mean, I was blown away. I think this is in my blog. The number two, okay, now I got to take a second. I know we're short on time. The number two polluter in the world is the fashion industry. Holy shit. We buy clothes all the time. How many times do you look at where are they from? I mean, I've started really taking a look and I, in my blog, I actually have sites that you can go to and look to see. Who are who's responsibly manufacturing? Where is the clothing? Where is the material coming from? Things like that, that you might think, well, I don't make an impact. Everybody makes yeah. an impact and it just Absolutely. takes one at a time to make a difference. So Absolutely. I'll get off my soapbox.
0: <laughs> well, again, more facts and just figures. And we do have a question and the question is how might you guide an early retiree in balancing her portfolio across moderate to any high risk investments?
1: Great question. I just had two clients that we did that today. (laughs) Yeah. So we sit down, we'll take a look, we'll have a conversation. I want to know, you know, how old you are, what your income is, portfolio looks like now. And then, yeah, definitely sit down and give you suggestions. I don't do the investing for you. That's something you can either do online yourself or you can work with your financial advisor. But yeah, actually, I just did that today, worked with a client. I did another video on, am I going to have enough? And it talks about how much can you withdraw from your retirement account so that you don't run
0: out. Okay, so to all of the women out there who want to create this financial freedom, live the life you want to be living with that financial freedom and claim your power or reclaim your power back please make sure to look up Linda and all of her places on Instagram as Money Mama Mentor, Facebook and LinkedIn as Linda Lingo. And then of course, on YouTube as Linda Lingo, please feel free to reach out to her. Thank you so much for that question. I really appreciate it. And so I will end this video as I end every single video. Please make sure to stay true to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always, always honor the wise woman that is within you. I hope to see you all next week on the Rachel Freeman Sowers Live Show. I'll talk to you all later. Bye.
1: Thank you, Rachel. You're
0: welcome.